This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. I wish I could fucking sing. I can't. I'm sorry for even trying, but welcome to the MMA Takes Podcast. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. We did it. You made it to the work week. It is 8.50 on a Wednesday night. I'm recording this pick'em for November 28th this weekend. I'm excited. Listen, fights are back. Uh, well, for me, they're back. I was, I, I mean, I'm gambling. Watched the fights last weekend. Didn't do a pick'em. I'm doing a pick'em. Had a little baby. Probably heard it before. Um, I'm excited. This card is tough, right? I think there's some good fights on there, but handicapping this card is really, really tough. There's a fight that I haven't written down yet. Or I, I haven't picked a winner yet. I'm gonna go over it when we get there. It's it's racking my brain because you know me, I like them dogs. But also, the guys are fucking you know, a stud. We'll get there. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it. But welcome to the MMA Takes Podcast. Wow, I just got done eating, so sorry. I'm a little. I'm a little gassy. But yeah, Thanksgiving tomorrow. I'm super excited. Parents are coming over. In laws are coming over. Keeping it short. Keeping it sweet. I got to work Friday, which is uh, it is what it is. But. Very excited for Thanksgiving. I like Thanksgiving. I don't love it. My wife's is that my wife's favorite holiday. Her parents moved away. Her mom's a really good cook. And when she was growing up, she always had Thanksgiving at her house. Parents moved to Atlanta, you know, right like basically right when we got together. So we haven't really had like a proper, proper Thanksgiving. We've had it here a few times. Last time we had it here, there were there a couple of years ago. It was, I think it was before I think Erica was pregnant. So I think it was before we had our first Winnie and uh, there was almost a fight. I like literally had to break it up. Like there was, you know, some, some tension and you, your boy, the man in the house had to step in and be like, Hey, let's settle down now, boys. But, uh, and this is, this is the biggest drinking night of the year, right? Or at least it used to be COVID's shutting that down. But even if COVID wasn't around, you'd have to pay me a lot of money to go to a bar right now. I am so content. I am so happy that I'm sitting in front of this microphone talking MMA as opposed to going to the bar with everybody that you went to high school with that's in town that, you know, whatever. Like it was fun when you're in your, you know, late teens, early 20s. It was good seeing everybody when they were away at college and everything like that. You would see chicks that you hadn't seen in a while. Like, damn, she got good looking or damn, she got ugly or some fucking, you know what I mean? It was, it was a good time. Drink some, you know, drink some burrs and, uh, have a great time but i you know i'm an old man now i'm 34 i got two kids i'm married and it would take a lot for someone to try to get me to go to a bar COVID or not like it you do a pretty penny pretty penny but um no so <clears throat> one thing first off i need to get this off my chest i think i've tweeted this before i gotta say it again it's been raining in cincinnati right and i and i worked in the rain i got soaked today and i just went out and got dinner from the family if you're a grown man <clears throat> A grown ass man, and it's raining, right? No one likes to get wet, right? No one wants to get caught in the rain, right? If you run, run in the rain to avoid getting wet, like run to your car. Like, I mean, a, a little jog might be okay, but if you full out sprint, right, with maybe your jacket over your head or whatever it is, shirt or whatever, you're a bitch. You're a little pussy. It's water guys okay like you're running you're a grown man and you're running away from rain and that is absolutely the most bitch ass thing i've ever seen in my life i saw i saw today i was at work i didn't really get to think about it i was in the drive-thru line today 
and I saw a guy run to his car, right? His car was maybe 15 feet from where he came out at, and he ran to his car. He had a shirt over his little windbreaker over his head. He was, he was, he's an older guy. And I thought, huh? Like, did, are you running so you don't get your tampons wet? What is going on? Right now, if like my, my dad, my father, he's a, he's an umbrella guy. And I used to make fun of him that he's keeping an umbrella in his car. I will never buy an umbrella. I don't see the need for an umbrella ever. If it's raining and you're going to be out, wear a fucking hat if you're a dude. But full sprint in the rain, like, ah, ah, come on. There was a guy who was, I used to work with when I used to work. I worked at the same company, but I used to have a different job. And uh, he was this guy that would like ask people like, hey, you, you have an Xbox? He'd be like, yeah. He's like, dude, I can like jailbreak it and, and like make all these cool things happen for you. And then one guy finally gave it to him. And like, oh, after a week, the thing blew up. Like this dude was a strange bird. He thought he was going to be like uh, an engineer or something, but he wasn't even in college. It's like, buddy, you need a, a degree if you want to be an engineer. Like, what do you, what, what are you talking about? And uh, his last name was Booty. Or wait, wait, Duty. Duty. His last name was fucking Duty. I forget his first name, but his last name was Duty. And that's how you pronounced it, right? I, I don't know if it was D-U-T-Y or I forget how you spelled it. Maybe D-U-T-I-E. It doesn't matter. His last name was fucking Duty, right? Like, uh. Anyway, we were walking out one day. It's pouring down raining and all these little fucking bitches are full sprinting out to the car. It's a, it's a pretty long walk. When you leave our building in, into the parking lot, it's a pretty long walk. He's walking so slow. Like, I mean, so slow, right? And I'm walking by him, and it's pouring, raining out. And I look at him, and he's, I mean, he's drenched head to toe. And I go, what are you doing? And he goes, if you run, you get wetter. You're supposed to walk really slow in the rain. And, I mean, I'm telling you, he was, like, in slow motion. And I'm like, well, it's not working because you're fucking soaked. But that's my little story today. Also, you know, this is this is a podcast where we can uh, we can open up. Right. I, I'm, 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 I'm an honest guy. Um, I, I preach honesty to everyone that listens to this show. Everyone that comes on the show, you gotta be honest. Right. And I think this is a safe space, safe space, right. That we're in the trust tree right now. Um, I, I, I think I have an addiction. I think I have an addiction to headphones, buying headphones. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to make light of addiction. That's not what I'm trying to do, but I, I legit have a light. Let me let me break it down for you. So I, I've been doing this podcast for almost two years, two and a half years now. And uh, and um, I've had one, two, three, four, five, six, six different sets of headphones. Um, and one the one pair that I, there's actually one time that I actually had to upgrade because I bought some cheap ones. So that, that actually is legit. But basically, it's me just wanting stuff, right? And um, so, like a couple weeks ago, I got this great deal on these Bose headphones, right? And I bought them, and I and I had them. I had them on one of the one of the videos that we put on YouTube, the lives or whatever. They're great. Their Bose headphones are great, right? And um, but I I want these Sony's. The Sony's came on sale on uh, for Black Friday. They're like one hundred fifty, hundred seventy dollars off. They're incredible. It's more the shortest story I'm wearing them now. They're incredible. I'm wearing them. They're amazing. And uh, But I had to get rid of these bows, right? So I put them on Facebook. No one wanted them. So I literally go over to my my parents' house trying to sell them to my my father works at home now, and he needs headphones, and he, he has the old Apple headphones. I was like, well, these are better. I'm trying to put them on his head. He's like, I don't want them. <laughs> I'm like, well, I need to sell these 
So I can go get these other pair. Or I already got these other pair. I need to unload these. I feel like a bag of shit. I, I, I have a problem. And so eventually I talked to him into, he's got this whole, he loves music. I mean, he's got a record collection in his house that's probably worth a small fortune. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable, the, the records he has. So he loves listening to music. He's a big music head. There's a stereo, this old ass stereo system or whatever. And he goes, well, listen, if you can find out a way where I can make my stereo Bluetooth and I can connect the headphones to them and I can just hang out and relax and listen to music downstairs in, in, in the living room, then, uh, you know, I'll, I'll take them. And so I found something on fucking Amazon form. So we got that squared away, but yeah, it's a problem. And here's the problem, right? So my bills are paid. My wife's okay. Kids are okay. I work hard. I have money. I gamble. I use a lot of my podcast and stuff that I bought for the podcast. I use for my gambling money. I don't have a big bankroll now. So this actually had to come out of my own money. And, uh, so I go and I buy these things. They're great. They're amazing. I love them. Right. I'm such a fucking, just an, a little bougie bitch. Wife is, uh, <clears throat> when she was in the hospital, she had a little potassium a little bit, which was a little scary at times, but she, she bounced back. But yesterday she wasn't feeling well. I just bought these headphones yesterday. She wasn't feeling well. She goes, Hey, do you think you can run to the, 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 um, pharmacy and get me like some potassium, uh, uh, supplements or vitamins? I said, yeah, yeah. Cause she wasn't, she thought maybe that was the case. So I go there, mind you just paid 200 plus dollars for these headphones. And I go to the, I go to the pharmacy and the, um, potassium supplements were like 50 bucks, right? The, the nature made were crazy expensive and I got so pissed. I'm like, are you $50? And then, I'm, and I bought them cause I mean, she needed them. And on the way home, I'm like, I'm such a piece of shit because I just spent $250 200 some dollars on headphones that I didn't really need. Right. I don't need anything. I want these. And my wife needs these supplements and I'm complaining about it. Like, Hey Brian, you're a piece of shit. So I need, I need to address my addiction. If you hear me on the podcast or if you see me, um, uh, just really on, on live or, or, or Twitter or whatever, just be like, Hey man, you don't need fucking headphones. Let it go. Walk away. Right. I don't have many addictions in my life. I don't actually have any addictions, right? I mean, unless you count caffeine addiction. Um, but I think maybe this. But I think these pairs are going to last me for a long time. I love them. They're sick. They're cool. I look fucking great in them. Did I mention that? I look great. You'll see them. I'll probably go live Friday night to build the bets, build the slime ball parlay, build all that stuff. Um, but yeah, but one last thing before we get to the pickups. I know I'm, I'm kind of running along here. Mike Tyson, Roy Jones Jr., Jake Paul, Nate Robinson, they fight this weekend. Um, how do I feel about it? Everyone wants to know how I feel about it. Not really. One person asked. Uh, you know, I, I'm glad these guys are getting paid money. Mike Tyson and Roy both seem to be taking it seriously. They're both in their 50s, I think. I don't know if Roy, Roy's 50. Tyson's definitely 50, 51. Um, it's an exhibition. They put all these weird rules out there. No one can get knocked out. I don't know how you can police that or how you can make sure that doesn't happen. But I feel like, you know, Mike Tyson's a different kind of guy. You know, when he, when he switches on, he's going to go out there. He's, he's going to do it. Problem is, is everyone's getting their hopes up because Tyson looks really good, uh, hitting the mitts. Right. And, uh, he looks in shape, like probably some steroids are involved. Right. Roy's been really active. Roy literally just retired. If he has retired, like not that long ago, like he was fighting in Russia. Like he was a, professional boxer up until recently and he still might be right so i think the expectations for the main event are, are being blown out I, I feel like mike tyson's probably not gonna look all that good i can't imagine he sparred a ton for this um he does look in great shape and i'm glad he's motivated i'm glad he's getting a big payday him and both roy both um but yeah i'm not expecting much jake paul on the other hand now a lot of the paul brothers they get a lot of shit 
everyone hates Logan and Jake. They're, you know, they don't know what they are. They're YouTube stars or rappers or boxers now. Um, both these guys are wrestlers. They're from Ohio. Uh, they, they both have skills. I mean, you can't deny that Logan and Jake are both skillful guys. Like they're boxing guys who aren't skillful. Like Jake Paul's box two bums. Logan Paul's box at the 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 English kid twice, and he and he doesn't look good. But when you watch Logan Paul box on like YouTube or whatever, he looks good. I mean, he has a um, he sparred with um, Paulo Costa. He looked pretty good in that. They wrestle a little bit. He's a good wrestler. Uh, Jake. The one problem I have, right? It's just this is just my nitpicking thing. I used to train, you know, big no big deal. Um, he's releasing Jake Paul and his team are releasing these videos of him sparring people and knocking them out or knocking them down or whatever it is. Ugh, that's really bad taste, right? You're he's saying he's sparring high level guys. I can tell you right now, the footage that I've seen, it, it was just a compilation of, of Jake knocking these guys down. These guys aren't high level. Their hands are down. They're completely gassed. Their nose is already bloody. Just the way they they can't roll with punches. They're not high level guys. These guys are guys are pulling off the street to make Jake Paul look good, right? Like, hey, we'll give you fifty bucks. You want to spar Jake Paul? Oh, this Jake Paul guy's annoying. Here's fifty bucks. Won't you spar him or whatever? Um, I'm sure he is sparring guys who have some skills, but to say you're sparring high level guys is is a little much. I don't mind Jake Paul. I don't mind the Paul brothers. I don't mind that they're boxing, right? Make your money. I don't give a shit, right? Who cares? You're, you're going to make money. Nate Robinson, one of these, the, the more athletic guys in really in the world. He's a very small guy. I believe he won some dunk competitions, you know, and, and, and high level athlete. I, I believe he tried to go play football or something like that or baseball or something like that. I don't remember what he's trying to do, but this is a nice little payday for him. I don't know if he needs it. Um, Jake's much bigger than he is, but that's going to be interesting. It's not going to be a fucking high level fight, right? They're going to get in there and Jake's going to stay composed for a little bit. And then once they start swinging, then it's just going to, you know, the boxing's going to go out the window and they're just going to be fucking bringing it. But, um, I'll probably watch, I will definitely not buy it, but I'll be watching it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to promote streaming, but you know, if you got a link, let your boy know, let your boy know. All right, let's get to the fights. Let's get to the real fights. This weekend, Curtis Blades versus Derek Lewis. Decent little card here. Not the best card. Again, as a capper, kind of a huff, huff, kind of a huff, kind of a tough card to uh, cap, right? In my opinion, right? There's some really good fights on here. Some guys that people don't know, but they're, the lines are a little, you know, they make me uneasy. Some people are really big favorites. There's some not high level fights on here, right? There's there's a couple fights in particular that I think are the bo- both people probably shouldn't be in the UFC. But let's get to it. Nate Manis, twelve and one, he's a plus one hundred eight underdog. He is fighting Luke Sanders, who is a minus one thirty two favorite. Mm. Nate Manis, Henderson, Kentucky boy, right? I uh, I believe he maybe he maybe trains out of a. Um, no, he, no, he, he, he's, he's a Kentucky boy. So anyway, he made his UFC debut with Johnny Munez, who was undefeated at the time. Won a decision, looked really good. I picked Munez. I got very upset because Nate Manis was kind of a local guy. I mean, Henderson, Kentucky, I have no idea where that's at, but he's fought local kids. Killing Van Camp's a local kid from Indiana. He's got some, uh, fights. Isaiah Ferguson, another local Kentucky kid. Uh, Jeremy Pender, a Cincinnati guy who actually used to train at my gym. So this guy has fought local talent, right? He's kind of from the air. Luke Sanders on the hand. Now, Luke Sanders, this dude used to date Becky Lynch for a while. I mean, you know what I mean? 
Becky Lynch, guys. So Luke Sanders has been kind of up and down his UFC career. He was undefeated coming into the UFC. Um, won his UFC debut, then lost to Uriah Contra, lost to Andre Sukumal, beat Patrick Williams. Who? Lost to Ronnie Yaya and then has a knockout win over Hendon Barrow, which was a really impressive win. That was, you know, almost a year and a half ago, almost two years ago, excuse me. Um, so we haven't seen him in a little bit, right? Um, Luke is kind of a guy who's very hit or miss. I think he's talented. I think he has good hands. His wrestling's pretty good. His cardio is eh. Um, I think he's more of a mental guy a little bit. I think some of these fights he could have won and, and he just got caught. Uh, Nate Maness is, is a young kid, big, strong kid, good grappler. His boxing's coming a long way. I think he's going to have the size advantage. I think he's going to have the um, reach advantage as well, cardio advantage too. Luke Sanders might have the power advantage. Luke Sanders has fought the way better competition as well. I mean, Nate Maness has one fight in UFC. Johnny Munoz, again, undefeated kid, good wrestler. And Nate Maness, you know, decision him. It was, it was an entertaining fight, but Luke Sanders has fought and has beaten some really good guys. Um, he's got a good record. He, I think he gets overlooked because he doesn't fight actively enough. I've been on the wrong end of Luke Sanders a lot, right? So I am upset that I didn't bet Manas in his debut. Local kid, kid that has fought people that I have seen fight live. And uh, so I'm upset by that. So I'm just, I, there's only one thing to do. Be a dog. We don't need no meows. We don't need no cats. We need more dogs. Nate Manis can be my underdog lock. Now, right now on Fandle, you get him at plus 108. He's been bouncing around to even... He might, have, he might even close as a favorite, but right now, if you are listening to this and you have the access to betting offshore, whatever, Nate Manis at plus 108, that's a great number. Anytime there's a plus number next to any fighter's name, it, it, it's good money. That's plus money. I like that. He's my lock. Uh, again, kind of a weak lock in my opinion. I'm going to be honest with you just because he could close as a favorite or he can close as a pick Um, But I like that lock right now. If you get him right now, I am going to probably give an additional pick um, a lockout or whatever come Friday, come Saturday. You know, I always tweet my picks out. But right now, Nate Maness is the guy I'm looking at, okay? Next up, this is, this is a fucking name, Sue Majardi. Mm, I don't think I got that one. This is called Sue. Sue, 12 and 4. He is a minus 325 favorite. He is fighting Malcolm Gordon, who is 12 and 4. He's a plus 250 underdog. Gordon burned me. Gordon burned me. He was my uh, underdog lock last time he came out. A lot of Canadian guys I follow. A lot of Canadians love MMA. I love the Canadians. The best, you know, I'm an American. I'm red, white, and blue. But listen, the Canadian probably has the best fans of MMA. They're very knowledgeable. They love the sport, and uh, I love them for that. Um, but a couple of the guys that I follow really gassed up Gordon a little bit. You know, they're sticking by their guy. I respect that, but kind of burn me, right? He got triangle choked by Amir Albaziz, who was actually supposed to fight in this card. Um, had to get pulled out. That One of them had COVID or something. They rebooked the fight. But anyway, I don't think that guy's the world class, right? The triangle wasn't like super Brian T-City Ortega slick or anything. It kind of just came and Gordon just kind of gave it, right? He's 12-4, good record. Sumajari, just Sue, because I don't know how to pronounce his last name. You know, this kid's a good uh, good striker, likes the knockout. <clears throat> I think this is a really competitive matchup. I think the line's a little wide for me, right? Uh, Sumajari's one-on-one in the UFC, lost a smoke by Armbarb, and, and he beat uh, Andre Sukuma by decision. He's got a lot of knockouts on his record. He's been choked out a few times. Uh, Gordon, again, not a lot of tape on him in the UFC. He just has that one loss, but a lot of cancel fights. He's got some wins by submission. He's, he's, he's pretty well-rounded, but I just feel like he hasn't really fought that many that many people in my, you know what I mean? Like, uh, 
like his best wins are James Massini, who was five and three, and then Yanni Sherboff, who was eight and one at the time. Both those guys were finishers, though, so that's you know that holds a little bit of weight. But I'm gonna go with Sue. I'm gonna imagine that he's gonna stop the takedown. I think he can stop the takedown. I I, I hope she can, he can stop the takedown because that's what he's gonna need to do. I think Gordon's gonna probably pressure, come out really calm and patient, you know. And 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 I feel like the last time he fought, though, I feel like he the nerves really got to him. I feel like he just didn't fight himself. Um, from the tape that I saw of him, I, I got to imagine that he's going to rectify that, come out aggressive. I think that's going to play in the Sioux hands. I think Sue stand up. His power is going to be a little bit too big of a problem here for Gordon. And uh, I'm going to go Sue. I'm going to go chalk. But this is a fight that I'm probably not going to touch. I feel like when I look at this card, it's a parlay card. I feel like you're going to win money best on maybe two fight parlays here, three fight parlays here, because some of the lines are a little wide. Some of the fights are harder to pick. Uh, you could be a straight wager. If you're only a straight wager guy, I, I'm going to tell you to probably avoid Sue. He's, he's, he's a little pricey at uh, minus 325. Gordon, I think, is is a live dog here. If you if you like him, you can play him. But just from what I've seen, I, I, did, I didn't like it. <clears throat> All right, next up, Kai Kamaka, the third, who's 8-2. Minus 300 favorite. He is fighting Jonathan Pierce, who is 9 and 4. Plus 250. Underdog. <clears throat> Let me take a little drink here. Hold on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. This is what we call in the business a parlay anchor. Okay. <clears throat> this fight came together kind of last minute. Kai Kamaka stepping up. Kai Kamaka looked unbelievable in his fight with Tony Kelly in the beginning of the year. Um, <clears throat> what's going on? T- Tony Kelly. Is a it has a win in the UFC. The dude's a dog. Um, it was at the beginning of the year. Excuse me, it was in August. But Kai Kamaka looked really good tonight. He looked durable. That was a fun fight. I think it won fine tonight. I mean, this kid is is big, thick, strong for 145. Jonathan Pierce lost his UFC debut to a contender series guy, but lost his debut to Joe Lozon. Joe Lozon put a hurting on him. I think Kai Kamaka is going to run through him. I like Kai Kamaka. Kai Kamaka is giving me my mortal lock. He's my parlay anchor. My suggestion to you is if, if you want to bet him straight, because he is priced at minus 300, if you have a good bankroll, I would empty the clip on him. I completely would put everything on him because I, I believe in him that much. Um, I don't have any props available yet, but there's going to be some interesting props over this. But I'm saying parlay anchor, what I mean is if you have a fight where you're like, okay, well, I want to play so-and-so, but I need I want a third. I want a third in there just to kind of add a little money in, in, in the fact that I'm going to hit a three-fight parlay. Kai Kamaka's your guy, right? You definitely, you're going to sprinkle him in a few different parlays. I think this you can't go wrong with this guy. Bet him multiple ways. I think he's a, I think he's going to run through Pierce here. I think he's a solid, solid prospect. Strong kid. He's taking the fight on short notice. He slowed down the in the Tony Kelly fight, which makes me nervous a little bit. But Jonathan Pierce hasn't fought in a little bit. He's very hittable. Um, Joe Lozon kind of buzzed all through him, and, and Joe's like not fighting anymore. Joe's kind of a washed, was and is a washed guy at this point. I love Lozon, but that's just a fact. Um, I don't think Pierce looked all that great on the contender series as well. He's 9-4. He's not blown me away with his record. Kai Kamaka just made his UFC debut with, with Tony Kelly, who who is, is a very good fighter. And uh, I just think Kai is gonna just gonna come out here and he's gonna be too much. His striking is really good and take down defense is good and, and he's heavy on top. And I think he's in shape enough to take Pierce out. Now, if it gets to the third round, it might be a little dicey. You might want to go to a live betting situation, but Kai Kamaka, minus 300. I know that's steep. I know it's high, but mortal lock, bet him every way you can, put everything on him. Ask mom for a loan. Ask a bank for a loan. Sell your car. Put everything on Kai Kamaka because uh, I'm very con- uh, very confident in that fight. All right, next up, Rachel Ostovich, who was four and five. That fucking record. Fighting Gina Manzini, who was six and four. Minus 142 for Manzini, plus 116 for 
Ostevich, listen, I'm not going to spend too much time on this. Ostevich is incredibly hot. She's beautiful. Everyone knows that. She's in the UFC for one reason, one reason only is because she's hot. Now, listen, she does come from an MMA family. Her father and brothers or whoever own a gym in Hawaii. Um, so it is in her blood, but she's she's here because of how hot she is, right? She looks like a ring car girl. She's got giant tits. She's beautiful. Gina Manzini, not an ugly woman. She's dating Tim Elliott. Both these girls are not great. Jeannie uh, uh, Manzini has already been cut from the UFC. They brought her back. They're looking for Osovich to get a win here. Osovich is an okay fighter. She's not fantastic. I don't know if she should be in the UFC. She has fought some good competition with being four and five. But this line, uh, you know, w- what do you do with this line? I can't bet Manzini. You got to take the dog. You got to take the plus points in Osovich. I'm going to take Rachel Osovich at plus 116. Um, you, you got to take plus money in this fight. This is beyond a bowl of spaghetti fight. This is, I don't even know what to call it. It's a fucking, um, uh, casserole fight. Just take a whole fucking casserole and throw it out the wall. Whatever gets more fucking stuff on it. That's who you pick. This fight is beyond bowl of spaghetti. Um, it's not great. It's not, it's good matchmaking. Cause I think they're both pretty competitive, evenly matched, but Neither woman should probably be in the UFC at this point. Um, so I, I and I think the loser probably gets cut. I don't really know, but I'm not gonna spend too much time on it. Rachel Otsovich. All right, next up, Martin Day, who was eight and four. He's a minus 172 favorite. He is fighting Anderson Dos Santos, who is 20 and 18, plus 140 underdog. This fight, again, kind of a head scratcher to me. Um a lot of neither of these guys have a win in the UFC. I, I I believe they don't have a win in the UFC. I believe Martin Day's own too. Yep. Split decision got knocked out by Davy Grant uh, when he was a sizable favorite, so that's not good. And then Dos Santos, I believe, is own too as well. Yeah. So Nan Armenian, and Andre Ull, both tough competitions. But Anderson Dos Santos has eight losses. He's a wild man. Wants to get in, wants to throw down, doesn't have the best chin in the world. Um, he's aggressive as B as can be. Martin day is, is a guy that worries me because Davy Grant knocked him out. It was an entertaining fight. He hurt Davy Grant in that fight. And, uh, I think he was winning the majority of, it. I can't remember it too much. I didn't watch it back, but I remember he got knocked out late in the fight. So he's been knocked out before he's been touched before. He's got four losses. He is a pretty good favorite here at minus 172. I think that's absurd. This fight should be way lower. I would price Martin Day at maybe 135. Dos Santos plus 115, plus 116 range. Um, but since you're giving me such a great price on Dos Santos at plus 140, I'm going to take Dos Santos as a dog. Give me the dog points here. Um, don't have super high opinion on this fight. Martin Day is a guy who, again, neither of you guys have a UFC win. They're both going out there. They're both hungry dogs. They're both going to want want that win. Dos Santos is going to be a little more aggressive, in my opinion. Martin Day might be a little more technical. Um, both guys have been knocked out. Both guys have been finished before. So it's not like they're super durable here. It could be a really fun fight. Um, I wish I had a bet, bet, better lean, but when you give me plus money, uh, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you the, the fucking Anderson Dos Santos. The roles reverse. If Martin Day was the plus dog, I, I take Martin Day, but I do feel good about this spot with Anderson Santos. I might probably play this in a parlay. I might do this kind of as a, um, as a, a little underdog parlay, you don't want to put them in a, a parlay where you're very confident because this fight could definitely fuck some things up. But at plus 140, I like the number and uh, I like the matchup as well. I think both these guys, this is a good matchmaking right now. Both these guys need a win and what better way to but they'll put them against each other, right? Uh, so give me Anderson Dos Santos, the most Brazilian name in the world, Anderson Dos Santos, by the way. Uh, next up, Ashley Evan Smith, who is six and four. She's fighting Norman DeMont, who's four and one. Ashley Evan Smith is a minus 115. Norma DeMond is a minus 105. Pick and fight. Smith, a little bit of an underdog here, or excuse me, a little bit of a favorite here. Slight favorite over Norma DeMond. This fight stinks. I hate this fight so much. Ashley Evan Smith's been around forever. She's kind of an OG a little bit. Um, 
And Norma Dumont is, has one fight in the UFC and she got obliterated by Megan Anderson. So I, what, what do you want from this fight, right? I see a lot of handicappers getting mad about this fight. They're, they're, they're like, pick DeMont, pick DeMont. If DeMont was a crazy plus number, yeah, I'd pick her. But Ashley Evan Smith has fought the better competition. Um, and I don't know enough about DeMont. Again, I think this fight kind of sucks. This is like the other female fight. Unfortunately, I'm picking on the females tonight. Both the female fights on this card are not great. It's just facts, right? Um, I'm going to go Ashley Evan Smith. Minus 115. This is a fight I'm not going to bet. You stay away from this fight. Listen to me. You stay away from this fight, okay? This fight is not for you. Don't go chasing this fight. If you're looking for fights and you're like, man, I need to play an underdog here. Or I need to do something. This is a coin flip fight. This is you. This is not for you. This fight is not for you, okay? Do not play this fight. I'm telling you, you're going to regret it. You're going to be tweeting at me. You're going to be Instagramming me. You're going to be whatever. Like, man, dude, Brian, I fucked up. I should have listened to you. That fight, you know, but yeah, I know. Don't play it. Don't play this fight. Just avoid it, right? Take a dump, you know, jerk off, do whatever you got to do. Just, you don't even have to watch it, right? Just don't gamble this fight because it's, it's going to be bad news for you. Even if you get it right, you're not going to be confident. You're going to be sweating the whole time. It's going to be no one, none of these girls are going to walk through each other. It's going to come down to the decision. And you're going to have to sit there for 15 minutes wondering who the fuck won, especially with these judges nowadays. All right, next up, main card time. This fight is actually probably maybe, no, there's the next fight I think is better. But Bill Algio, 13 and 5. He is a plus 136 underdog. He's fighting Spike Carlisle, who's 9 and 2. He is a minus 168 favorite. Um, I really liked Algio's uh, UFC debut. I thought he looked great, right? He's aggressive, Philly tough. Um, you know, he's on the contender series. He lost to Brandon Logdanen, who, you know, whatever. He lost a decision, came in, fought Lamas, had Lamas on the ropes for a little bit, took a fight on short notice, lost a decision, but showed some stuff, right? Really well rounded, tough guy, can crack, has good submissions. And just by Carlisle, this guy's, you know, kind of well rounded, but he, he's a wild man. He's got some big knockouts, knocked out Elon Cruz in his debut. And then had a really entertaining fight with Billy Q, and Billy Q is a, is a fucking stud, right? No shame in losing to Billy Q. He gassed in that fight real bad. That was a fight where he turned his back, and Billy Q just fucking hit him. And, at, you know, everyone's kind of up in arms a little bit, but it's like, hey, buddy, what are you doing? Like, the round's not over. Spike carries a lot of muscle for this division at 145. Bill Algeo is a little bit rangier guy. Um, I got to imagine Spike's going to be training for that. <clears throat> Try to get in that reach. Let me look at that. What are, what are the stats on this guy? So Algeo's six foot. Okay. I got to imagine Spike Carlisle. It looks like Danny Badaducci, by the way. If you're too young to know who Danny Badaducci is, look up Danny Badaducci. He looks exactly like him. How tall do you think Spike Carlisle is? Okay. So Bill Algeo's six foot. I'm going to say Spike Carlisle is like 5'1". <laughs> now he's 5'6". Has to be, right? What do you guys think? Give you time. Guess. If you get it right, I'll give you a, a, a great surprise. Uh, he's 5'8". They listen him at 5'8", but listen, he's he's probably 5'6". So, big height advantage for Algeo. He uses his range really well. Like I said, he's a he's a durable guy. He can get in there. His striking looked good against Lamas, who's also kind of a smaller 45er height-wise. And, uh, you know, this is where I want to take the underdog, right? I got some underdog plays on here. I'm very gun-shy in this, right? I don't know what it is. I, I'm going to pick Spike Carlisle. I'm going to give that pick. I'm not going to change it. I hate giving picks out and changing it. It confuses things that, you know, Tim and I, um, we did that the last time we did a pick them. So Spike Carlisle, minus 168. I think his power is a problem. I think Bill Algeo's reach is a problem. Spike Carlisle can wrestle. He can grapple a little bit. Um, I don't think he's been submitted. Um, you know, he he got put in some submission situations with Billy Q and, and he survived. 
And like I said, Billy Q is a, is, is a, is a fucking tough dude. He's a better version. He's better than that Bill Algio, but Algio did look good. This guy's going to surprise at, at this weight. If he, if he sticks around, I'm going to spike Carlisle. Just simple fact that it, it's based on power. I want to go underdog chasing. Underdogs have been kind of kind of bleak lately. This might be the underdog card. All underdogs might win this card. It'll be fucking fantastic. But for right now, I'm going to take Carlisle. Um, for we're not right now. For the whole thing, I'm going to take Carlisle. I'm just deciding if I want to bet him or not. Do I want to bet Spike Carlisle? Let me get a little caffeine. <sighs> nope, I don't. I don't want to bet Spike. People love him. He's a finisher. Maybe I'll do props on him. Um, you know, over under rounds. I just don't feel comfortable betting on him. I just don't know what he brings. Right. I bet against him against Elon Cruz. Cause I thought Elon Cruz looked good on the contender series. He slept him. I picked Billy Q to beat him. Or maybe I picked, I think I picked Carlisle to beat Billy Q. Disastrous, right? I can't get him right. I need a little more time on him. And Algie has only had one UFC performance as well. Um, yeah. So I'm going to go Carlisle and I don't think I'm going to bet him, but I don't know. All right. Next up. Fight that I'm looking forward to the most. Miguel Baez, a 9-0. He's a minus-170 favorite. He's fighting Takashi Sato, who is 16-3. He's a plus-138 underdog. This is what I teased at the beginning of the show. I don't have anything written out. I don't know who's going to win this fight. It's the only fight I haven't picked out yet. Um, I, I'm really impressed with Miguel Baez, right? I think the guy's skills is legit. He's only 9-0. He's good on the ground. He's tall. He's good size to his division. Great boxing, good submissions. He's coming out of a good camp with MMA Masters down in Florida. Probably training with Kobe Covington on a regular, the same weight. Got to imagine his uh, wrestling defense and wrestling offense is getting better. Maybe they're not training. I don't know. Takashi Sato is a guy who is a big, big power puncher. People sleep on this guy's power. I definitely have. Problem is, is when he gets taken down, he gives up his back and he gets choked out. Uh, Miguel Baez has a really good rear naked choke. He has a good submission game. I can see him playing the ground game here. I don't know if he wants to stand up with Sato. Sato is a big, powerful guy. But so is Miguel Baez. Baez is good on the feet as well. He can box a little bit. It's not like he's running in there and chasing the takedown the whole time. He's going to stand with Sato. That's what it's going to be. Am I willing to put plus 138 money on Sato uh, to catch Baez? Because the Matt Brown fight is leaving a little bit bad taste in my mouth. Matt Brown caught Baeza bad, almost finished him a few times in that first round of their fight. Baeza, though, big heart, rebounded, came back and, and finished Matt Brown, uh, knocked him out beautifully. So Baeza does have that. I, I just think, and he needs to wrestle in this fight. He needs to get this fight to the ground. Sato does have a problem with getting submitted, but he's 16-3. and They're both really good size, big, heavy punchers for this 170-pound division, and I am at a loss. Whenever, whenever it comes down to this, like whenever I'm on the podcast and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that this has happened before and I close my eyes and I picture who's going to win because I can see Baeza, who I think is the cleaner boxer. He's the faster guy. He's, he's the younger guy. But Sato has a power. He's, I think he's got a little bit of length on him as well. Baeza is more well-rounded. He can get the fight to the ground. He's got good submissions, but he's only 9-0. and um, Takashi Sato has 10 more fights in him. Um, and Takashi Sato's fought in the UFC, he's fought some really good guys, lost some good guys, Baeza's only, I think, uh, got two fights in the UFC, maybe, I think it's two fights, won the contender series contract, so when when you look at this, you're going all, all, all the experience that people factor in go to Sato, and the fact that he's got a plus 138 number next to his name, and you know me, guys, you know I like the dogs, but I'm going to go my Miguel Baeza, I, I, just, I just think his skills are too much here, 
I think so. I think his skills are too much. I think he's going to be a little bit faster. I think he's going to play it smart. I think he's going to um, not stand in the pocket and trade with Sato, who can put his lights out. I think he's going to box. I think he's going to move. And listen, he can hurt Sato, too. He can, he definitely has power. He can clip Sato. He can put him down. Um, but I think when the fight hits the ground, I think Miguel Baez is going to have an even bigger advantage. Um, I'm going to look for the look for the prop to finish for this fight as well. I, I, I'm, I'm assuming that's going to be probably in the minus category for a finish, but I like Baez to, to maybe finish this fight over Sato. I think it's going to be a great fight. Um, really tough fight to pick. I, I, I was at a loss for words there, but uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go by Miguel Baez. All right, next up, Josh Parisian, who's 13 and three is a minus two thirty favorite. He's fighting probably one of the best names in all of heavyweight MMA. Parker Porter, who is 10 and six. He's a plus one eighty four underdog. Parker Porter made his UFC debut versus Chris Dawkins. Got knocked out. It was a back and forth slam a jamma fight. Josh Parisian, this guy's been flirting with the UFC for a while. So he was on the contender series two years ago or whatever. One by spinning back fist. Dana White's like, you know what? I like this kid, but I don't love him. Put him a contender series, or excuse me, put him on the ultimate fighter. Got knocked out on the ultimate fighter. Didn't win. Um, didn't get a contract afterwards. Made it back to the contender series. Uh, took a guy down and just fucking, a guy who had no business, business, uh, being in the, in that cage, uh, what was it? Brad Johnson was his name, or is it? It's not Chad Johnson. I think it was Brad. No, Chad Johnson. It was Chad Johnson. There were a lot of Chad Johnsons out there. Not Ocho Cinco, uh, Bengal legend. It was uh, some white dude who just did not belong in the cage with Parisian. Parisian, big, strong kid, can take the fight to the ground. Can can uh, definitely lay on you. Definitely get the mount and, and, and work it. He's got those Donkey Kong punches. Six four versus six foot. Parker Porter's a little portly guy. He's six foot. 260 whatever pounds um him and Dawkins threw down they they threw down and, and eventually uh parker fell parisian's been knocked out before he's got a couple knockouts on his record he does have big power i see him coming out i see him using his length i see him trying to get this fight to the ground and pounding out porter here i this is either way i think i think porter's a live dog here i i really do i think he could catch parisian because parisian has been touching the chin before um and porter just swings porter's got those fucking sledgehammers he can knock you out However, I do think Parisian is going to fight a little smart. I think he's a better fighter. I think he's better well-rounded. A little high at minus 230, but this is going to be my send him home. Send him home. Send him home early. So I think you need to prop this. I think either way you go, I would prop Parisian to win by some kind of finish, right? TKO, KO, whatever. And then I also would do maybe round props as well. And, and then maybe just even just sprinkle the fight won't go to the decision, right? So you kind of have a backdoor out. If Parker decides to knock out Parisian, you have that backdoor out right there. You got a three-way split there, but that's definitely a prop-heavy uh, kind of fight. I will talk about that more on Friday when I when I go live on Twitter and, and YouTube, and we'll talk about the building the bets and stuff. But this is definitely something I have written down. I've written down props here. I think this is going to be uh, something to look at. Two heavyweight guys who throw caution to the wind, who have finishes, who've been finished before. Um, so that only means it's going to go to the fucking decision. That's usually how it works. All right, co-main event, Anthony Smith, 33 and 16. He's a minus 132 favorite. He's fighting Devin Clark, who's 12 and four. He is a plus 108 underdog. I hate this fight for Anthony Smith. I like Anthony Smith. I thought he had a good story. John Anik and Kenny Florian were kind of insinuating that maybe he's got some PTSD for the home break-in thing. I don't know if that's a stretch, maybe, right? Because he hasn't fought, he hasn't been himself his last time out. Um, you know, this is a guy who is a is a legit fighter, but listen, he's 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 0-2. He's you know, he, he got knocked out by Texera, he got uh dominated by Rekic. Um Rekic just grounded him, basically. Like Rekic didn't even stand up with him. Um, 
But, you know, the Teixeira fight was a, was a really, really tough fight to watch if you're an Anthony Smith fan. This is a guy who's finished Alexander Gustafson, who that name might not carry as much weight anymore, but has a good win over him. Went to the decision with John Jones. John Jones didn't get him out of there. Former 185-er. His last time out, he flirted with going back to 85. I'm glad he stayed at 205. I just don't like this matchup for him. Devin Clark is, I mean, look at this guy's legs. The guy's legs are bigger than my fucking house. Big, powerful guy. He's talking that he wants to go out there and knock Anthony Smith out. No, you don't. You're going down, and you're taking him down, and, and you're holding him down. Anthony Smith, he, he, I've said this before. He, he talks about how he's a jiu-jitsu guy. Oh, don't call me a striker. Don't call me a boxer. I'm a jiu-jitsu guy. Well, Alexander Rekic, who is not known for his ground game, took you down. You couldn't get back up, and you did shit about it, right? Devin Clark's going to do the same thing. Devin Clark has had a little bit of cardio issues in the past. This is not a five-round fight. It's a three-round fight. I think this is his biggest fight of his career. Devin Clark has been knocked out before. Um, he is a little bit of a wishy-washy fighter, but I think he's starting to kind of get in his groove here. I think he's more athletic than Anthony Smith. Like he, I think Anthony Smith's going to come out with his hair on fire. He doesn't have any hair, but he's going to come out with his fucking hair on fire. And then um, I think uh, Devin Clark's going to eventually get the fight to the ground and, and just wear on him. Anthony Smith just could be on his back the whole time. I, 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 just, I just think this is a bad matchup for him. Um, I'm hoping, I'm praying that he, he he has some tricks off his back. He's been working on it, working on takedown defense because he's going to need it. But Devin Clark is really persistent and really fucking strong. This kid is is his fucking spark plug. And uh, I see him doing the same thing he did to Alonzo Menafield his last time out. Devin Clark's going to win this fight, plus 108. I like that line as well. Um, it's, closer, it's closer than I kind of expected. I thought Vegas maybe would give Anthony Smith a little bit more respect. Uh, they have not. I understand why he's a favorite, and I like the plus next to Devin Clark's name. So I'm going to take Devin Clark here. It's a fight that I'm probably going to bet. This might be one of the few fights that I do straight. Um, I, I'll probably put it in a parlay too, but I think, I'll, I, I, think I, uh, I like it straight. All right, next up, main event, Curtis Blades, 14-2, minus 370 favorite. Fighting Derek Lewis, 24-7, uh, plus 280. When this fight first got announced, I hated it. I fucking hated it. I said, why is Derek Lewis taking this fight? Curtis Blades. Three ranked heavyweight, number two ranked heavyweight in the world, whatever he is. Derek Lewis coming off a good win over Alexi Olenek. Derek Lewis is a big, big, powerful guy. Derek Lewis's biggest problem has been he's been a little gun shy at times. He likes to pace himself, and his wrestling is is horrible. His jujitsu, he's not like a guy who gets he he doesn't get like submitted all the time. I mean, DC submitted how many, how many times has Derek Lewis been submitted? DC submitted him, but he he gave up in that fight. He just quit in that fight. Okay, so DC submitted him. I think that's the only time he's been submitted, right? He's been knocked out before. Yeah, so that was the only time he was submitted was DC. Patron knocked him out. Sean Jordan knocked him out. He went on a run. Mark Hunt knocked him out. Um, Dos Santos knocked him out. So he's got a lot of knockouts on his record, but he's only been submitted one time. Now, Curtis Blades isn't a guy that I I feel like is going to submit somebody. I saw someone, uh, I think it was Ian Parker. Speaking of that, hold on. Let me, let me get to this. I've been meaning to bring this up on the podcast. I love the Anik and Florian podcast, right? I lo- it's one of the few MMA podcasts I like. I respect John Anik. I love Kenny and Florian. And I respect John Anik. I love John Anik and respect him. I think he's great at his job. I love Kenny and Florian. They got Ian Parker on there. He's the the handicapper or whatever. I think the guy's corny as shit. He's cringy. He's tweeting at Dave Portnoy about bringing him on for the for MMA or whatever. It's just it's just it's you know I, he's a hustler. He's doing his thing. You know, he used to be an MMA manager. He used to manage Chris Wyman, but it is whatever. So anyway, um. 
I tw- I tweeted at their producer, the Cody guy. I think he follows me on Twitter. I tweeted at him a DM, and I said, "Hey man, I, I, you know, love the intro." He is just right when he started to do the show, Palal Muhammad. So love the intro. I think he rapped on the intro. I said, "That's cool as shit." Hey, what system do you use to like live stream like that? Right. So I gave him a compliment, and then I asked him a question, like, "What's what, what do you use?" I end up finding out what it is, and that's what I use now. But I was just asking like a tech spec question, right? And he responds like back, like immediately, like, "Oh, hey, thanks, man." took the compliment and didn't take my fucking question. So, uh, you know, he's a nice guy. He's, he's, he's doing what he's doing, but you know, and come on. Okay. But Ian Parker on the show predicted Curtis blaze is going to win by uh choke out rear naked choke. I don't think Curtis blaze has many submissions in his arsenal, but maybe a head and arm. I think he probably has a pretty good head and arm, but anyway, Derek Lewis, not the best jujitsu guy, but he is good at getting off his back. He he's he's powerful, so he explodes. He bides his time. I think that's gonna be a problem with Curtis Blades because Curtis Blades is gonna fucking elbow you. Those elbows he hit um, Overmarine with were absolutely brutal. A lot of people going back to the Volkov fight where he took Volkov down like a million times and Volkov just wouldn't go away. Blades couldn't even get the post fight interview. He's fucking gassed. A lot of people are taking that into consideration for this fight. Um, I'm actually surprised the line isn't as high. I, I thought Curtis Blades would be in the high 400s. I just don't think Derek Lewis shows up sometimes and I, and I, and I, I, he complains his back's bad or whatever. I think he's going to come in shape. I think he's going to know what to expect with Curtis Blades. Curtis Blades' only two losses come from Francis Ngannou, who is a big, big puncher. He's been caught. He's been knocked out before. The first time, he actually got cut, but he got caught in that fight. He got dropped. Second time, he got knocked out. Uh, Derek Lewis has that power, right? He can come out and he can swing and he can do it. And he's going to go for it. There's going to be those moments in this fight where he's going to go for it. Curtis Blaze is working on the stand-up, but he knows I got to get this fight to the ground. I got to take this guy down and pound him. Derek Lewis is a big boy. He is hard to hold down, but I think after maybe two or three scrambles back to his feet, if he doesn't get the knockout, I think Curtis Blaze is going to probably finish it here. I think Derek Lewis has a little bit of a mental thing. I don't think he likes getting into wars, he he either not he he can, he can give it but he can't take it you know what I mean like he's been knocked out several times, um, but he has crazy power. But I think after a while, maybe two rounds in there, I think it, it, the scrambling's done. He's tired, and Blades is still on top, ramming elbows in his head. I think there's gonna be a moment where Derek Lewis just kind of. All right, I lost this one. You got me this one. I'll, I'll go main event another one because he's very popular. So I'm gonna go Curtis Blades here. I'll talk more about it on Friday about maybe propping this uh, as a finish. I don't know the lines yet. Don't know the props yet, but that's it. That's the show. We're at 45 minutes. Woo! I could talk for six hours on this very average card. So after this card, I will be gambling. I'll be live on Twitter. MMO Takes Podcast on Twitter. All that stuff. We're going to go over Friday. Enjoy Thanksgiving. But after this card, all the there's three more cards in February. Or excuse me, February. And uh, December. And they're all fucking bangers. Let's just hope they all stay together. We start the new year new. Connor's new year. There's a lot of fights being announced in January. There's a lot of fights already being announced in February. Kick the year off right, baby. MMA. Let's go. All right. Anyway, listen. If you're listening to this, I always do this at the end of the show. I don't know if people, I think people turn it off once they get the picks. Go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you, Apple Podcasts. No, just Apple Podcasts. Rate and review. I need to get those reviews up. I'm trying to get to 30. I got 22 guys. I got 22. I need you to do that for me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. Let's go. Woo! Hey, pal, do me a favor. Get her down off there. What do you say? Woo! I say let her dance. Woo!
escort this gentleman to the door. Did you see that shit? Yeah. Who is that guy? He's good. He's real good. The name is Dalton.